0: Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Okay, I don't, cool. Actually, I mean, you listen back to the uh, the podcast. There's, yeah, yeah, it There's literally great. nothing on these. It's just straight in, That's direct in. That's
1: what you want then.
0: And as That's a singer, I feel like you know you you could appreciate that.
1: Yeah, I'll take
0: it. <laughs> anyway, Kylie, welcome What's to the studio Corner.
1: Thank you so I'm, much for having me. I'm
0: so excited to have you I'm honored here. to be here. I would have never thought in a million years, what, high school, last time I saw it? Well, I mean, we've seen each other at the gym, but yeah. being in high school, knowing you, you were an athlete,
1: yes i would have
0: never guessed in a million years that we would find ourselves this many years later and you'd be working in the industry me, the music i industry. didn't
1: know that either so <laughs> i'm surprised too
0: i would have never so I, that yeah. article that you sent me i, lo- I, I read it and i was a little i was super intrigued by the whole you entering into music the whole concept
1: yeah and yeah. it started with an injury it did
0: Walk me through getting the injury and finding music. How close together were those?
1: They were pretty, well, I actually have a little pre-story from that. So um, well, I'll start with the injury. So my last track meet of senior year, I tore my Achilles tendon in the last jump. Like, I had played sports my whole life, never been injured, um, last injured, like, last jump, i just rip it in half. I just decided to go out with a bang, I guess. And so, I had surgery. I don't know if you remember, but at graduation, I was on crutches. Okay. They were hot pink.
0: I don't remember a lot of graduation. But oh, really? I was sober. I was sober. Oh, okay. I, just, I, I mean, I, that sounded terrible. <laughs> yeah, I was sober. I was, like, <laughs> I was just not paying attention at all. Okay,
1: yeah, it was it was kind of boring, <laughs> but I remember it very well because I was on crutches, but... um. So I go to college that fall. I went to Pepperdine for a semester. And um, I wanted to like play sports and like do intramural stuff and that kind of thing. And that's kind of the way I connected with people growing up. And yeah. that's just what I did and what I was naturally good at. And um, I couldn't do it. And so I was like, what do I do? Like, I want to be involved in something, you know? Yeah. Um, so I saw this sign-up sheet for it was like a new student orientation thing for this church to sing at a church and there was no one on the list and this guy talked to me and he was nice and i was like you know what like i'll do that like why not and comfortable um, enough environment yeah, yeah and i did it and i think the first time i sang there like literally four people showed up it was like so tiny and i was so nervous but it was for me looking back that was really significant because it was the first time I had said yes to doing music wow. and I had always loved singing but I grew up watching American Idol and I knew I wasn't That's <laughs> good like the enough. worst gauge. You could have given yourself
0: <laughs> as a child.
1: <laughs> I know. It was my favorite show.
0: And oh, man, so I was very brutal.
1: I was very aware of how many people were better than me and oh, also how oh. many people wanted to do it and so I just thought it's fun but I'm not going to go win American. Yeah. You know, and um, prior to that, though, my senior year, I started writing songs in my room and not telling anyone.
0: I like it. um, bedroom musician. Yep.
1: And because I was so shy and um, continued that at Pepperdine and through college and didn't really tell anyone until like a year later that I had been just writing all these songs. And I kind of fell into that, too. So that gave me more time to do that at college, too.
0: So you didn't really good. dive into music until you got to that college orientation then. Where yeah. you found the church thing. Yeah,
1: I hadn't told anyone I wanted to. I like did a little in high school, but I I didn't I, you could do choir. I don't really like choir music. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. Just not Which my is favorite. Funny because type going of to
0: a church is where you got your first opportunity to sing. Yeah. But I I, I think that's a
1: big misconception is like the church I go to, and a lot of churches don't do choiry. I figure
0: that's kind of an like, old school thing. Like we have thing. electric
1: guitars, we've got a bass. Like it's fun. Yeah, it's not like stiff at so all. So
0: you played in front of four people. Yeah. So maybe this is just me. I, I, yeah, slightly off topic, but in the idea of performing—is it me or is it a hundred times more nerve-wracking to perform in front of less people, like four or five people, than like a thousand? <sighs>
1: It depends on the situation.
0: See, for me, the more people there is, the better I'm going to be, the more comfortable I'm going to be. Like, fill a stadium and I'm going to thrive.
1: Yeah. Throw one
0: person in front of me. I'm like,
1: uh. Because it's more intimate.
0: Oh, yeah. You got to look them straight in the face. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You can't just look away. Like, it's pretty obvious.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It just depends on the situation. Like, at the church I sing at a lot, um, there's like, there can be like one or two thousand people there. I used to get really nervous. Now, I it's like whatever because i've done it a lot but recently i played a house show and i thought i was i literally the week before i was like i'm gonna die like, really this is awful i was so nervous and went, the house show was like 30 people
0: oh goodness so yeah. it was, that's like the ultimate intimate i know it's not even a venue it's yeah. just welcome to my home play for my guests
1: yeah exactly
0: Especially singing, it's different. Like i I get to hide behind a guitar sometimes because yeah. I sing too, not as well as you, obviously. But uh, <laughs> but like my performance, my actually. performance is just me and acoustic guitar and singing. Okay. like I played parties and gigs like that where like I can just sit there with my guitar and that's fine because no one's going to pay attention to the guy playing guitar in the corner. Yeah, yeah. Like it's fine. But the moment you open your mouth, oh my goodness.
1: Well, this too, it wasn't like background music. It, it was, was like straight there's up. like 30 chairs <laughs> and everyone is looking at you. And it's it, it ended up being really fun. And I yeah. feel like once you hit the first note, it's like, okay, I'm good. But oh man, leading up to it, I was like, this is the worst <laughs> was so nervous
0: so with the nerves you so you started writing songs in s- yeah. senior year but then you go to this church when you're in college you start singing you had the confidence to write the songs but you never even thought about exposing them yeah so i've just for personal reasons because i've never because a lot of people are the you know have that bedroom musician kind of vibe where like they just want to write for themselves and do that mm-hmm. i've never been on that side of things i've always just i love writing I love playing a lot of stuff, but I'm also very much like a sociable, just everything on the table. Like, look at me, ah, let's, you know. So I'm very comfortable with like writing and expressing and showing those things. But I've always wondered what kind of like, how different things could be when you actually sit in your room, close yourself off from the world, if you will, and wrote songs for yourself. So I imagine there was a huge difference from then until now when you're writing for other people definitely or yeah. even writing songs that you know you're going to ex- expose.
1: Yeah, it's hard.
0: So, is there is there something that like, you know, cuts you off from like going deeper because you know you're going to express it? Were you able to like dive into a more vulnerable state when you were writing just in your bedroom?
1: Yeah. I think you're always able to write more vulnerable songs in your bedroom when you don't put the pressure on yourself. I th- I usually tell myself no one's going to cuz sometimes I just do it cuz I love to do it and I know no one's going to hear it. And then it ends up being, like, a better song because of that. There's
0: no judgment. There's
1: no judgment. Yeah. And I think you kind of have to approach everything like that. But it's hard when you get a brief or something or you're writing with other people and you know there's pressure. You have to learn to just ignore it. And it's easier said than done.
0: Well, see, that, that, that's always crazy me because, like, the best music totally comes from that super vulnerable place right like the no judgment place i actually just talked about this on my last episode this like this the no judgment idea yeah and like it's crazy because like then they hire songwriters they want to write the best to write the best songs right 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 but like in that environment there's automatic just pressure judgment do it this way blah you know just completely cuts off that whole that whole aspect of being vulnerable how do you how do you combat that
1: um like what kind of situation you mean like if i'm like with other people or just by myself.
0: So let's say, let's say you walk into the studio and they're like, all right, we want you to write this song with this one other person. Comes okay. in. You guys are going to write a song together yeah. and they have like, all right, you have two hours or however long they're going to give you. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be this kind of vibe and we want it to be amazing.
1: Okay.
0: You know, they've already like kind of cut off a lot of vulnerable
1: yeah, avenues yeah. there. How do yeah. you combat
0: that? How do you still stay a creative person? How do you pull that shit
1: off? Uh, I think the... F- The number one thing for me with songwriting is always, always, always it has to be about something real. Hmm. Whether it's like, if they're like, write a song about coming home, like I could string a bunch of words together that talk about coming home and finding yourself, but if it doesn't mean anything to me personally, why would I expect that to mean something to anybody else? Yeah, Because it's not real. And yeah, I think it just has to be about something real so what if, what it's if you find a situation
0: that. that you can't relate to that hasn't happened to you, that's not real for you?
1: Then that's what your co-writer's for. That's your,
0: you know, <laughs> you got to pray that the other person yeah. has that experience. Okay. Yeah. Damn. That, that's a, that's a whole nother world for me. I did a, I did like, I guess you could call it, so I, technically songwriting at Universal Records. They had this like kind of sub label called Rondor Records. Okay. And through one person or the other person, I met with these guys it was for a few months i would show up at 8 p.m leave at like 4 a.m you know songwriting sessions really that's I w- cool i would walk in with my guitar and be like let's write a song so i'd ask him what vibe and like i would have time to just sit there and like vibe with the writer mm-hmm. and i'd come up with a chord progression this guy would take like six hours to write lyrics and oh, wow and then record them okay so i always want i was like there's no way that's how it's always done there's no way that's how people are doing this so that's my only experience in like the studio songwriting yeah like, being hired or something like that
1: that's really interesting i don't think i've ever worked on lyrics for six hours continuously well
0: yeah well see that's what's crazy because like he works on the you know the lyrics for however long and it's and do you do you ever know who you're writing for or like like you you know what the song is going to be placed in
1: yes so like this
0: we didn't even know it was just like write music to have songs i have done that
1: too like oh like let's just write together and see what happens yeah that kind of thing but nowadays i don't like to do that as often Cause 90% of the time it's not going to, if well, do you you're like, you get paid
0: for that? Do you get paid to just like show up and
1: not if you don't have a publishing deal right? and you're just freelance? No. Yeah. So I, I try to, unless I just like really like the person and I know we're going to write a good song. I don't typically do that anymore.
0: Okay. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Good call. <laughs> um, so shifting back to your injury, yes. uh, when you were going that probably sucked I mean it's like having your entire what you've done your whole life like you said yeah. your, your Avenue of getting to people taken yeah. away from you finding music this is isn't gonna sound really cheesy but was it was there any like sort of like healing factor to it like when because I imagine there had to have been some sort of dark thoughts like you kind of got down in the sense that I just tore my Achilles hand and I'm not gonna be able to do everything that I've always done here comes music did it have a healing factor in the sense that it, it prevented you from going to a dark place? Or it was just kind of like, here's the next thing I'm going to do?
1: Honestly, I didn't really go to a dark place. Really? <laughs> no. Which is surprising. Okay, so like, forget I the music even... <laughs> for a second. How did
0: you stay so positive?
1: I don't know. God?
0: Injuries Jesus? are like, like you, you put your faith in something.
1: I just, Yeah. I, I honestly like I I was sad like I'm not saying oh it was so easy <laughs> that I went through that I couldn't crunches. walk for four months, but I don't know I was I was really excited for the future I was excited for college, and every day wasn't easy but I don't know I I it brought me closer to my family like I did a lot of stuff with my mom that summer because she had to drive me everywhere and it was oh, like yeah. so great before leaving for school and. Yeah, I I will say that was a good way, music was a good way to fill the time hmm. because I was in bed a lot or yeah. in my room and I couldn't move unless someone drove me somewhere or yeah. I had a wheelchair, which by the way, I have a story for you about okay. my wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you remember this. So after I tore my Achilles, it was like, um, this is, sorry, this is a little laptop.
0: topic. You're good. But no. um,
1: after I tore my Achilles, I had to go to school the next day and I hadn't had surgery yet.
0: You had to Your go like what, when you say had to what is this?
1: I mean it was like I think I tore it on like maybe a Friday And then I went back on like a Monday or something And I was in a wheelchair because we didn't know if I was gonna have to have surgery or not. Oh my god, and our school Is three levels. Yeah, and there's an elevator, but it's hard to get it's like it's a pretty big campus. Yeah, and um
0: nice we had a class together
1: around. and after class you came up to me and asked if you could push me to my next class. Did I? Yeah, it was so nice. Really? Yeah. It was like really, really nice. I was like, "Haig is awesome. I, uh, I can
0: nice is sometimes. a good
1: person. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that was just so sweet. And then I, I told my mom, all. and my mom loves you now. I've
0: never I I met my mom? And I told her,
1: no, you've never met okay. my mom. But I told her that I was coming on your podcast. And she was like... Hi, remember when he pushed you to your class? I don't even
0: remember this. You guys had this whole like persona built about me, and I don't even remember it was, this. Like
1: the nicest thing ever, because like I, it was exhausting to wheel yourself. Yeah, that's an arm pump. It's I, I awful. Mean, well, it
0: wasn't even the fact that there was three stories. Like even the like the distance going on flat ground. Like there was hills. So there was like hard. bumps. I mean, yeah, yeah. There was dodging people in the hallways. Exactly.
1: Yeah. That's, that's so you hell. pushed me in one of my classes. So thank Whoa. you. I just I just want to say thank you. Publicly,
0: oh, I think. appreciate that. I mean, I appreciate you saying that. Hey, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't remember. I'm. Uh, no, it's okay. Glad I was there to help. It
1: was super nice.
0: <laughs> um, so sorry, in the wheel. We- you no, about? you're good. You're good. Uh, in the wheelchair. I'm just. I'm just super curious because I, I mean, obviously, I have a lot of friends that are athletes, from like going to the gym like me every day to professional athletes, and yeah. all of them have suffered. About ninety percent of them have suffered something. Yeah, whether it's like a tear, something similar to you. And I've watched a lot of them go into dark place. Mm. Of course, not a lot of them are musicians. So when you when I read the article and I was like, oh, shit, that's right. Like, you know, she had this injury. I was like, I'm kind of curious because it happened right after all this. Yeah. So you have all this time. Music is filling the time. When did you know you're like, I'm committing to this as a career? Because there's a huge difference yeah. between filling the time and saying, all right, Kylie's fucking doing this. Because <laughs> that's, um, that's scary, especially of, of all industries.
1: Yeah, it was. And I think I was scared of looking like a crazy person because for a long time because- So you
0: chose the music industry? (laughs) No,
1: no. I'm saying like, that's why I didn't tell people I was writing songs for so long. Okay. Because I knew how many people wanted to do it and I knew how competitive it was. And also I didn't grow up doing music. Like if you look at me, like I'm very unqualified (laughs) to do what I do. (laughs) because most people like you just told me earlier like you played guitar since you were five so it's like well i'm not gonna go like try to play guitar against Hyde because he's been playing since he was five but um
0: yeah but i mean i'm sure you've learned now it's never about the competition it's not a
1: competition but i'm just very competitive um (laughs) that's a good good
0: thing in a lot of realms
1: yeah it can be um sorry what was the question
0: when did you decide to go all in when did you commit fully so
1: probably um let's see I graduated high school probably like a year later a year later, it was a long time
0: a year I, I after continue, high school or yeah
1: because I continued to write songs and then I kind of started doing stuff at church more but I thought of it as more of like a oh this is a way I can like serve the church and like use my gifts I didn't yeah. think of it as like oh I'm gonna do this um yeah and then I ended up so I went to Pepperdine for uh, as a journalism major Okay. Because I I liked being behind a microphone, but I just, it was the wrong microphone. <laughs> and the first day I dropped it, I hated Really? Literally, first class I took of journalism, I went to the academic place wherever you go to
0: and change your major. Change
1: your major. And I was like, get me out of this. Like, I hated it. Wow.
0: Good for you. And so
1: I didn't know what I wanted to do, but wow. I kept writing songs. And, um,. So after that, I ended up going to community college for a little bit and that's where I was like, okay, like, what do I really want to do? And I was like, what do I do in my free time? And I was like, all I do is write songs. Like, that's what I love to do. And so I kind of just started doing more stuff at church and like getting plugged into a studio that I lived close to. And yeah just kind of gradually built it from there.
0: So you just, did you walk into the studio and just be like, hey, I sing?
1: <laughs> no, no, I would not do that. Um, my dad is very outgoing though. Oh, and he um, met a guy um, at a party actually, which- I Networking. Yeah, ne- my dad's like, way better at that <laughs> than me. Um, and found out he's a producer. And he was like, oh, like we both live in Thousand Oaks. Like my daughter's a songwriter. Could she like meet with you, and he was like, "Yeah, bring her in." And so I went in. his name's Michael Blue. um he's awesome.
0: Sounds really familiar. He's yeah. local, right?
1: He is local. He did like Colby Calais, Jason Moraz, like does
0: he know do you ever heard of the guy named Tim Heinz?
1: That sounds familiar Michael Blue. he probably ha he's done a lot. He's like oh God, super awesome, a... okay. super encouraging, and so I went and I played him some songs, and he was like, "Yeah, you're in. like I'll just like set you up with on writing sessions." And i was like okay and so like that's paid some, writing sessions um they were four paid projects some of them were
0: oh. and some of
1: them were just like oh here's an artist that i'm kind of developing like you can come in and write with them and so it, it didn't go anywhere for some of them but it was like so invaluable to me because yeah. it was like I, it, I felt like it was the internship that i didn't know i was in because wow. i was just like writing every day and i was in a studio all the time and like i could just go whenever i wanted and like
0: that's amazing yeah
1: it was like a dream that I didn't even know how meant
0: to be was that it
1: was amazing and like I'm still plugged in there and everyone there is awesome and yeah I was it was crazy I was like writing every day like so two you brought him songs that
0: you were writing in your I
1: brought him songs that I had written myself
0: and did he ask then, you to bring those into the studio with the artist? Did he ask you just to come no, and No,
1: he was just, just like, what do you want to do? And I told him I wanted to be a writer. And he was like, well, I think you're a good writer. So I'm going to like set you up on all these sessions.
0: So you like so, the writing more and you like the performing then? At the time. At the time. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Was that first step? Baby yeah, step? The yeah, the baby
1: step. Yeah. So that was, it was great. That's
0: amazing. Yeah. That name is just, I know that name.
1: Yeah. You probably would. Colby
0: Clay, uh, that's how you say it right, Clay?
1: I think so, yeah.
0: She lives uh, two doors down from the guy Tim Hines. That's why I asked. Oh. And Tim Hines is like one of the, like a world-class producer guy. He like does a lot of Disney stuff. Okay. But they live like two doors down from each other. Okay. And it's like right in T.O.
1: Yeah. I know where she lives.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's that same area. I was like, I wonder if I don't know if she
1: still lives in L.A. though. I think she. Yeah. I, I always know.
0: wonder because, like, you think like two people in the industry that they like they have to know each other, right? They're I'm like sure next they door do. Neighbors. Yeah,
1: I I realize the older I get, like the industry, like everybody knows each other. Yeah, it's really small.
0: Yeah, they like little And I used to friends. not think yeah. that, and then you wanted to dream like it was possible for everyone. Yeah. like Well, I mean, I want to clarify. I, I mean, yeah. just for me, and like this is my opinion. You can disagree with it. Okay. That part of the industry, yes, there's very much like uh, everyone knows each other on a certain level. Yeah. But it's also very possible to achieve everything they could give you without any of their help.
1: Yeah.
0: And I totally agree with it's that. Ten times harder. I
1: think that's a big misconception that people have is like. I think a lot of songwriters think like oh I just have to like get with the right produce like this big producer and it's yeah. like no there's like so many up-and-coming producers that just like are as good as them or better and they're just not discovered yet like, yeah go and they're find just those releasing people.
0: music constantly yeah you no know, their yeah. libraries are insane
1: totally yeah
0: I mean go on Spotify I guarantee if you spend 10 minutes on Spotify just searching random music go to type in an artist go to their radio and then i guarantee within like five songs you'll find an artist you like go to that artist and you can track down labels independent labels, independent producers i mean with libraries that you wouldn't believe with songs that are just like change your life
1: yeah and yeah i'm
0: like i love spotify
1: i know it's great yeah
0: <laughs> i'm very much a spotify advocate really over, over i'm actually apple music. i'm an
1: apple music
0: i don't I like, like their algorithm it feels
1: more organized to me see
0: i don't see i mean I, well visually for sure yeah 100% I, like, I like the
1: layout better
0: but their algorithm for like choosing like music that like works together so, like, if you type in a radio station on Spotify and you take the same artist and type it on Spotify Apple Music. Spotify does have better playlists. Spotify is much more based off of the actual, like, style of music and what it sounds like. And Apple Music is yeah. very much like, who can we promote in this Yeah, who's station. paying
1: us the most money yeah. to put, yeah.
0: <laughs> and for me as a musician, I was like, I'm not trying to deal with that. Yeah. I I
1: just, I, Spotify has better I do wish it looked playlists. like Apple Music. Though. Yeah, it looks <laughs> very aesthetically nice.
0: Um, oh my God, what were we talking about?
1: I don't even know.
0: Um <laughs> Oh, your commitment to music. Yeah. The, oh, so you yeah. walk into the studio and you get this job, if you will, this yeah. job writing. I mean, yeah. Um, and this became a full-time thing or was you still going to school?
1: Yeah. So, um, if I have the timeline in my mind, correct. I was there for like a summer and I was like, or maybe it was a year. <laughs> can't remember i was there for like a good amount of time just like writing every day yeah and getting like a lot of co-writing experience which was awesome um and then i ended up i was like okay i really want to do music like th- i'm like actually going for it now and so i decided to um apply to belmont university in nashville yeah. and yeah it's so, cool. yeah, so cool it's really cool and i ended up getting in and so i went there for a year
0: damn
1: yeah which is good
0: Nashville's so, a lot
1: Nashville's, <laughs> Nashville's <yeah>. a lot <laughs> yeah good and bad um yeah. but it was it was a good experience for me good and then um
0: did you I, to use our studios
1: no okay I feel like that is like not 100 percent accurate when they tell you you can use their studios
0: did you not take the right class no I was classes, in the songwriting huh? major and, they didn't and they're let you like use their studios? you can
1: record it ocean way in Nashville and I, I got there. I was like, "There's no way that they're gonna let a bunch of students go into mm. Ocean Way." <laughs> oh, so sucks. yeah, no, it was. Fine. Their facilities
0: out of this world. It's
1: really nice. Yeah, they they're really really well connected. Um, so I went there for a year, which was technically my junior year, and then ended up coming back for the summer. And I started really getting like paid work in L. A. Wow. And I knew that I wanted to live in L. A. At the end of it, so I was like, "I'm just gonna stay." Yeah, and like so, I just continued to work out of um, Michael's studio and kind of expanded to other studios as well, and just kind of took off from there. So
0: did other people in like the LA studios? Did they find you through Michael, or did yeah, you like put your of. name out like freelance? Did you like Craigslist? Did, did you like go to <laughs> LinkedIn? For I haven't singing? done the Craigslist
1: thing yet. Um, yeah, actually, from one of the gigs uh, at Michael's studio, I found that's how I started doing voiceover. Like, for Hasbro wow. and stuff.
0: Yeah, dude, holy shit. <laughs> I was reading. I was like, you've done Hasbro, like, Nickelodeon commercials. Like, wow.
1: Yeah, it's so real- <laughs> awesome. I'm telling you. It's not me. It's God. It's the, like, it just war- I don't know I mean, how. So it, that was literally, like, right place, right time, right person. Like,
0: I, I just, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm not in that part of the industry. But, like, how do you decide someone's right for that job? Like, you have a Nickelodeon know. voice.
1: Well, what happened to me was... um we had gotten a brief at uh, Michael Studios called Revolver for a Cheerios commercial. Do you know where that is? It's across the street from the post office. It's like kind of hidden. I don't.
0: Which post office?
1: The Thousand Oaks.
0: It was like. 40 you like post would office. drive
1: by and would never. There's there's like one post office. <laughs> How <laughs> many post, of post office. in Thousand Oaks?
0: The one that's next to the car dealerships.
1: The car wash.
0: The car wash. There's okay. a
1: car wash. Okay. A great car wash. Yeah. And. The post office. Okay. It's in Thousand Oaks.
0: And the studio's right around there.
1: Yeah. Where Um, the hell is there a
0: studio there?
1: I'll show it to you sometime. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool.
0: All I know is like car dealership, Starbucks, Weird Bank.
1: (laughs) You would never know because it's it's like huge,
0: and they don't want
1: to like advertise because there's so much like nice equipment in there, you know. Yeah. But anyway, it's in (laughs) Thousand Oaks. (laughs) What we're talking? Oh, Cheerio! Okay, so we got a brief for a Cheerios commercial and it was like the brief was like here are the lyrics that we wrote we want this kind of a song and like we want a like i think they wanted like a black male singer okay on the track
0: like specifically <laughs> like
1: specifically like okay <laughs> like black male and um
0: i'm really curious as to like their chart of like what does a black male sound like what are they, like what yeah classifies black male white male i like, know, you know <laughs> it's like fat person. Like, what does a fat person bring to the table? Yeah. Like, I want to know what their notes are. I'm like.
1: Yeah, it was.
0: <laughs> the board meeting of this is what we need. Like,
1: that's how, that's the conclusion that they came that to. You don't think that
0: sound of voice. But yeah, I know. Okay, go for
1: it. What, just like, I don't know. Like, urban, they said, like,
0: All right, whatever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's what the brief said. And so I was in there with another producer, and then we didn't have a black male yeah singer (laughs) with us so there was a white guy (laughs) (laughs) so we're like well i don't think they're gonna know like it's fine so they had the guy singing on the track and he's he's an amazing singer but like the whole time he was singing he was like in between takes he'd be like this is so stupid like These lyrics are just so dumb like i can't believe i'm doing like i think it was one of those like almost like a stereotypical like i'm a songwriter and i'm so deep and like this is so beneath me that i would like sell out for cheerios i think that's what he's getting paid well if it gets picked up it gets paid but um (laughs) i don't know he just like had a bad attitude and so it was translating through the microphone because it was like oh yeah he, he just sounds like a guy trying to sound happy like he didn't sound like, I love Cheerios. It sounded like I'm trying to make you like Cheerios and I literally want to kill myself People on the inside. People don't realize that
0: in the recording world. They think <laughs> yeah. recording is just getting the perfect take, but like you whatever you bring it. to the table that day, no matter like attitude, feel, I mean, everything that, the microphone is going to get that.
1: Oh, totally. And so we get done and he leaves and we're sitting there and we're like, we cannot that. do this. <laughs> and so the producers like, well, like they don't want a girl, but like, do you want to just try something? And I was like, yeah. And so I went in and I had never done this before because I had never done anything like advertising related. Yeah. And literally in between takes, I would be like, I freaking love Cheerios. <laughs> Cheerios are the greatest cereal in the world. And I want everybody to know how much I love Cheerios. And I would say that to myself, That's amazing. but it sounded it. so good. Like it was like one of the best, like this voice came out that I like didn't even know. Just
0: stoked just on weird- Cheerios.
1: Yeah. Like, almost, like, I don't, I'll have to show it to you, but it was just, like, it didn't even sound like me. Like, I was showing it to people, they are like, that's you? And I was like, yeah, it's, I don't know what happened. I I just had the mindset of, like, I love Cheerios, and I'm so excited, and I want everybody to love Cheerios as much as me. And so they sent it in, and the company they sent it to, um, it was another kind of, like, recording studio, commercial music house place in L.A., and they were, like, we're not gonna use it, but what's the number of the girl singer? Can we have it? And so I was like, oh my gosh, like, they're gonna call me, what are they gonna say? So the guy calls me and he's like, hey, I heard your Cheerios uh, demo. And I was like, yeah, did you like it? (laughs) And he was like, that's not your real voice, is it? And I was like, no, and he's like, I can tell you are able to like change your voice for stuff. And I said, just off that, really? he,
0: he, that's what he picks up. Yeah,
1: I don't know how, and I was like, and the thing, like anything someone says to you, if they ask you, you just say, yeah, like, of course I can do that. Yeah, so I, I was could. like, oh yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and he was like, do you wanna, like, I want you to, I think your voice would be really good for this toy commercial. Like, can you send me something like of you top lining a melody and you singing it? And so I did it that night and then I like came in the next day to record
0: it. At, at that guy's at, place? At
1: their studio, and that's how I got connected there.
0: Wow. Yeah. What a beautiful train it of was events. Yeah. It was crazy, yeah. It was just like,
1: right place, right time, right person. Like, what boom, think, boom, 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 boom. I
0: mean, from what, am I, what I'm hearing, I feel like you saw someone with a bad attitude. You you basically demonstrated what a good attitude can bring you. I guess so. I mean, someone with yeah. a bad attitude Yeah, or just in believe
1: life. in what you're doing Ex- and exactly. enjoy it and don't,
0: that's amazing. Think that
1: something is beneath because I'm like it's still music like yeah. yeah the lyrics are dumb but it's fun like it's not supposed to be deep. It's hey, you're not trying to
0: act like you're meant to do something super deep. You know, no, you're doing what you're doing no. right now. Yeah, so I love that attitude.
1: It was it was good. So and after I still doing do that, that Cheerios
0: thing like this, like psyching just so is that like a new thing you do now? Oh my gosh, ever I
1: yeah, people don't know. I don't say it into
0: the microphone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That'd be
0: really creepy. That'd be a great like little like stream of bloopers, just cuts of Kylie psyching yourself up. For, like, I mean, I
1: probably <laughs> do have some of those somewhere. It's amazing. Yeah, I did one like a couple of months ago. It was for like a a trailer for, um. it was like a, a demo for a, a like a, you know, like a trailer, like superhero movie, like super intense. And yeah. my voice is not super intense but i was like i don't know making it work and so in between takes i would be like i am literally the coolest person in the entire world everybody wants to be me i am so sexy i was like saying
0: all this stuff that's what you know that's me every morning in the mirror (laughs) and i'm not even kidding
1: that's not since like i
0: was 13 really every morning in the mirror, i I talk to myself in the mirror and tell myself i'm the damn best there is (laughs)
1: I need to start doing that outside of the, it did work though. And I, yeah, so that's what I do now. So when you say voiceover, it's like. For voice, that wasn't really voiceover. Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, no, so it's more like you're doing singing stuff, like, or you actually like talking, like doing the movie trailer, like this summer.
1: No, 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 no. Well, for the toy commercial stuff, they used to have me, so they, it's like typically like a little 15, 30 second singing thing like about the toy little jingle and then at the end it's like each sold separately batteries not included blah 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 like all the legal stuff and they used to have me just put on like a temporary like a placeholder demo vocal for that and then they'd have someone else come in and record that part but I would still be singing oh wow but recently in the last six months when they come out like my voice is like my temp vocal is still on it like really? they've been keeping the like so you
0: get royalties for that
1: uh I don't know they yet. own the track oh, don't you know they? Um, it depends The ask me in like nine months because that's okay. how long it takes to get Really? Paid. yeah damn it takes a long time
0: Do you know who Danny Wilde is from no. the Rembrandts? Have I you ever don't. watched Friends? Yes, you know the theme song Yes yes the Rembrandts wrote that Danny Wilde this is his okay house. yes this is his studio in his house that's who we bought it from um now I'm not this
1: is his studio This
0: is his studio. I'm sure. Did he do sure. the Friends
1: theme song I'm here?
0: Almost like i I'm like 99% positive that it was recorded in the studio. Oh my gosh. But he also could have told that us that magical. to sell the house. I don't know if that was any incentive. I don't know.
1: I feel like it was, though. He's a
0: really, really, really great guy. I'm going to bring him on the podcast eventually. But he went into writing jingles. that. And so I was oh, asking cool. you, because I've always been curious like, to get close to someone like that. But yeah. like, writing jingles or even singing those like little 30 second things, because I've heard that's like the best way to get paid as a singer
1: i've heard that too
0: like the ultimate like you just set for life
1: yeah i have a couple writing credits on some so i'm not i'm not sure yet because it takes it just takes so long, takes to get pain. long oh my gosh yeah like for if you're with like your PRO, it takes like nine months at least.
0: Jesus. Because I know with like songwriters, like like, I'll put stuff on ASCAP, right? Yeah. And like that'll guarantee me if like anything ever happens, like that'll make sure I get my pay. But like what you're doing, they're hiring you onto like a team, if you will. Yeah. And like you have your cut of it, but at the same time you still wrote it. So like, I mean, how to organize that? That's scary. I mean, that's just, that's scary. It's
1: a lot, yeah. (laughs) It's a lot. (laughs) But some of those are, some of those they will send you the lyrics and you write the melody. Yeah. So it's like you're not fully writing the whole song, so it, it just depends.
0: But, but shit, the melody, I mean, that's what. Yeah, that's, that's how people get sued. That <laughs> that's what that's what they that's check for. Very I, true. I could literally steal the lyrics from someone else's song and sing them in a different melody, and I probably wouldn't get sued. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But if I sang, what is it? It's like four bars or eight bars of the same like similar melody. Oh my gosh. Over.
1: Did you see that Katy Perry thing with the Christian song? I haven't. I, I haven't didn't even uh, think it sounded.
0: I it was like into one little yet, line
1: yeah it was crazy is it
0: katie perry suing or is it no them suing she Katy?
1: got sued really i didn't think i thought she should have won that was just my opinion though i
0: don't know that's that's a really touchy subject i have i have talked to both extremes yeah. Opinions, at least. Like, one side saying, yes, it's your music. If you write it, no one should be allowed to steal it. That's your livelihood. And I agree with a lot of the points. And there's the other side where I've talked to someone who like, fuck musicians, that's bullshit. If you write music, it's to share. People should be allowed to. It's a compliment to your music. And, like, there's all these sides. And, like, there's yeah. great arguments for both sides. But I'm just like, that's just still one of those areas that I haven't so developed hard. enough of an opinion on.
1: You probably will once you...
0: Yeah, no, absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> once someone steals your song, you'll be...
0: Like, I don't know, I guess, I I mean, I guess it has to, they have to have some sort of like template as to what counts. But for me, if I were to, if I were to sue, I'd I'd have to personally feel like they straight up stole my crap.
1: Right. And
0: yeah. aren't doing it justice. Yeah. But like to do that, for me, I'd have to be a, you're really like, just do be, it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, how, I mean, how many people are playing the same court out there? You know? I
1: know. That's what's so hard. It's like, where do you draw the line? Yeah. Of like, cause you, you can't say that you just made something up and you're not influenced by anything at all. Cause that's yeah. a lie. You are influenced by things.
0: Absolutely. And like
1: everything you make, you're influenced by something. But at the same time, you can't just copy. I don't know. It's, it's really right? hard. It's, it's really it's hard really to really develop hard.
0: like a, this is exactly how I feel.
1: Yeah. Like I, I, re- I just, I
0: kind right. of just like look at the law for that. Like what their parameters are. For I don't that.
1: even know. That's crazy. To me. Yeah. I, I guess it's just like a case by case I don't think it's a one-size-fits-all answer for that.
0: Because, I mean, there's so many big, I mean, Tom Petty and who was, he sued someone. Yeah, his one? And then it was it was Aerosmith and The Verve for Bittersweet Symphony. The Verve. That was huge when we were kids. Really? That was, like, the song. It
1: was. I didn't know Aerosmith sued them. I think
0: it was Aerosmith. I'm pretty sure it was Aerosmith. What
1: song of theirs? I have no idea. That's interesting. I didn't know yeah.
0: that.
1: Dang. That's I love crazy. Aerosmith.
0: Yeah. They're just like the epitome of a rock band. They
1: still got it too. Oh my God. I saw, I saw them th- with my, yeah. Where, did you see him in LA a couple of years ago? No, no, no oh, okay. but I saw a
0: video of that and I was like, what the hell? It's
1: crazy. Like Steven Tyler's voice. It's exactly the same,
0: which is crazy because I'm he's like, an animal.
1: He's like a grandpa, like well, he, a really cool grandpa,
0: <laughs> but he's also like, you don't look at like, Steven Tyler and be like, that guy it? took care of himself. You know? I don't know. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't look at him be like, that I guy took he takes great care, care of himself. Well, now, now he does. But, yeah. like, to withstand I've, all that? No,
1: I would look at... I would say he does take care of himself.
0: Well, because you Cause know you that Because you can't sing mi-
1: like that at that age and move like that and not well, be of course, care not of Well, of course
0: not. Absolutely. But, like, he was also the biggest band through the years of, like, partying mm-hmm. and craziness.
1: But then and they the- went to rehab and then they...
0: Yeah, but so did a lot of bands that just can't sing anymore That's i mean true. shit. i saw zeppelin in 2008 at the o2 stadium in london oh cool and robert plant was a mess really? like they sounded great but like every high note wasn't hit ah and like i get it, he got old but i'm like dude do you guys Lower got, the you key got. or <laughs> like you got guys like steven tyler like come on yeah,
1: yeah. or even
0: axel rose who like pretty much has to have tracks behind him now
1: does he still uh guns and roses opened for aerosmith when i saw them but it wasn't Axl Rose.
0: No, they kicked him out a while. It was
1: uh, Miles Kennedy. Yeah. He's amazing.
0: Yeah. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Guns N' Roses. I'd
1: Slash, still slashing away. S-
0: still slashing away. <laughs> I'm a, I'll get him one day. He'll come on the yeah, show Yeah, I think he will. What would I talk to Slash about? <laughs> <laughs> How's heroin?
1: <laughs> he doesn't do that, does he?
0: Well, he was a horrible drug addict. Oh, really? Back in the day. You didn't know that? Slash is like no. one of the most infamous people.
1: I don't... I just... You, I just you, like his i okay. try to see the good and i'm sure he's a great guy i
0: mean you know, they all, he's recovered he's still one of the great he's a legend of legends yeah but you ever there's videos i uh, of him coming on stage back in the day when he was super addicted of oh. just walking on stage super messed up and just like brrr, messing up the guitar part that's
1: so sad
0: i mean it's it was a pretty common thing back then for it a lot was. of bands I mean,
1: yeah and they didn't have the internet
0: but yeah so like you see that <laughs> stuff and then you look at someone like steven tyler like dude yeah. what did your what's your secret man couldn't have know. just been rehab. Like, yeah, I don't you know. You withstood something everyone else couldn't.
1: He's a beast. It's amazing. Yeah.
0: Think he'll ever die? No. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, he's, the, he's, he's figured something out.
1: Absolutely not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Stephen Ty will never die, brought to you by the Studio Quarter podcast. Yep. <laughs> we said it here first. In 100 years, when he's still singing <laughs> <laughs> with a new band.
1: Yep. Oh, God. Oh, man.
0: It's like the Rolling Stones, they look like they're like 300 years old yeah they didn't age well but they did age but well. but they
1: do they still i i don't really listen to them as much but i'm do not they a huge s- fan but yeah do they still sound good
0: i think they they are they still playing
1: i feel like they are no, i always i feel
0: like recently they did their last tour or something they like always
1: that. say it's the last tour yeah but then they keep going
0: sorry i'm just like going down this like road of all the old musicians that i know just how are they still alive and doing this
1: yeah it's very impressive
0: it's a different breed like you i mean you know you've been in the studio you know how much work it takes and how like it may seem to the average ears like oh that's a cool track they probably just went in and recorded but the amount of work and like oh my gosh, yeah. commitment and just raw grit it takes to pull like even 30 seconds off yeah you know and then you think about these guys who not only did that you but do in, it in a one time... take in one take, when they couldn't have you know, all this digital stuff, that's and then go crazy. out and perform, yeah, night after night after night, and not most of them didn't have planes in the beginning.
1: Yeah, which is cool because y- there was nothing to hide behind back then. Yeah. Now you can hide behind a lot, if you know. There's auto tune. There's you can have t- do 300 takes of the same line to get it exactly how you want it. You yeah, can hide that's... behind a re- hide behind really good production of an average song. And it's like you you couldn't do that. There's just it's nothing It's like you're too either raw. good or you're not.
0: Yeah, you either you either mastered it or you didn't. You're, like,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: It wasn't oversaturated with nonsense. Yeah. Damn. You know what my my rule is in the studio? What's your rule? Uh, so for me, I'm a, mainly I'm a guitar player. Right. I tell myself if I'm doing guitars that day, and it's the parts already written. I have three takes to get it.
1: Ooh, that's good.
0: And if I don't get in three takes, well, if I don't get in three takes, I'm, well, I've been playing for 20 years. Yeah. Okay. You know, I claim to be a great guitar player. Yeah. I've written these songs. I know the parts. If yeah. I walk in and I don't get in three takes, I'm like, I'm doing something else today. Cause that's just some, uh, some garbage. It
1: makes you go crazy.
0: Well, it's also just don't... cause it's really about capturing that performance. Yeah. Like I do one straight through. Like, my acoustic, I don't cut it up into verses and stuff. Really? I straight through one track. That's really cool. I, everything, and even my vocals. Like, I'm not the best singer. Mm -hmm. You know, I can sing my stuff, but what I do is I go in and I literally just sing, uh, I'll do, like, as many as my voice can do, I'll do, like, anywhere from, like, three to seven takes. Yeah. And then I'll go in there and I'll do, I'll probably, like, maybe pitch correct one or two notes. That's but Impressive. keep it as raw as possible. <laughs> that's good. I mean, good. Like, I either yeah. get it or I don't. Yeah. And I feel like that really uh, produces a different product.
1: It does. And well, you... that's cool you can be that honest with yourself. And... Well,
0: let's see if people like it. But <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have to... When I cut vocals, I have to work with the producer who cuts me off because I will go... Oh, I'll yeah. I'll be like, oh, no, we can do a better take. No, we, well, can, see, do, that's the we best can do artist. a better take. But
0: That's what they want. You they know? do,
1: yeah. So I guess it's. I just have to work with someone who... Is able to hear and be like, okay, no, that was a good take. We're moving on because <laughs> otherwise, yeah. I'll just sit there for two hours and do the same line.
0: That guy I told you about. Yeah. I, I, one night I remember, if it was the word, uh, it was a, I think it was the, the word the, in a track. I think he spent about two hours oh trying to get gosh. the right the. Okay, I. I was that's... seventeen at the time and I didn't quite understand. <laughs> that was I'm not I was that like, bad. You... but I mean, there's there's shit like that.
1: Yeah. It's nuts. But some people like that works for them.
0: I mean it doesn't work for budgets but yeah yeah
1: (laughs) if you have no budget great yeah
0: that's wild to me Mm. so all right so like the you went from writing in your bedroom to working in the studio to a pretty professional studio like a professional studio and then going to these la studios so i imagine the environment is very different yes so when like so if you came here like this is my like home studio and like i treat it very professionally like we can do everything in here but it'd be very different than going to like an LA studio that's funded by a company and like run by this and paying their employees and this and that. Right. Uh, Or at least would you feel differently? No, really? No. You're not affected by that.
1: I feel like if people are real musicians and you're in a studio, it's, it's chill and you, you kind of learn etiquette, I think, like being in one and you just kind of know how to act and what's, off limits and what's okay and when to speak up and when to not speak up and I mean some are like definitely nicer than other ones
0: so you're never intimidated by the idea of like you're in a much higher end studio I guess is the best way I could put it
1: no I think it's because I learned in a high-end studio Uh, so it's like nice and I got comfortable there
0: well, you also learn the etiquette. I like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that you said that. I like that you said that because that's that's a really big thing that it even is. I mean even probably professional artists have issue with.
1: Oh my gosh! Like you can tell when someone walks in if they've spent time in a studio. You can just you just know. You just know. Like I when I first started going, I probably looked like such an amateur because anything anyone did, I'd be like, "That was so Amazing. cool."
0: <laughs> Are you kidding? I still do. That. Yeah, I, I mean was... I do that, but yeah. it's like.
1: I, I don't know not in a hopefully not as obnoxious <laughs> <laughs> like get excited but not like I mean every like literally like anything like oh my gosh this microphone oh like oh not just so like oh cool. my god it exists yeah yeah exactly I get I get just super like the shock super value stoked. of like the environment
0: yeah that's, that's very different than getting stoked about what's going on yes like yeah it's more like, like whoa Like walls, yeah. Added. Oh, it sounds. Whoa, it's
1: soundproof. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's how this works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which is fine. Like, it's always good to have someone excited. But like me, I think I think I have trouble working with people that aren't excited about doing what we're doing. Like, I get it. Hour six, you're tired. Right. I get it. Yeah. Fine. But I'm just very much like when something's good. Like I like fuck that was great to me. Mm-hmm. Like I love getting there. I, I get super stoked about pretty much everything. Yeah, like I'm. Well, I'm that's
1: what. Yeah, I'm
0: very much an extremist. Because like, you if genuinely love music. Oh hell yeah! But how could not.
1: You not? <laughs> well, some people don't, and yeah. they.
0: <laughs> but like I, I'm, I'm very much an extremist. Like if something's good, I have to know how good it can get. Yeah. So when it is like great, I'm like yes. Yeah, like, just it's throw so things. I'm so excited.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: You're like the ultimate like singer. You're the person that I with help. Like, bring someone I'm not in. The- <laughs> well, You know what I mean? Like the working singer. Like I said, oh, okay. bring them in, they're happy, they're excited, they have etiquette, they're professional, they can pull I it hope off, so. which is pretty much like the main thing. Yeah. But like great to work with and easy because there's just such, especially with sessions, like people, a lot of session players, a lot of seasoned sessions players that don't get much work anymore have become mm-hmm. bitter with it. Yeah. I, um, Matt Bissonette is Elton John's bass player right now for the last few years. And before that, he's been studio bass player his whole life. Uh, Greg Bissonette, his brother. He's like, we plays at Ringo. Like these two okay, guys, yeah. are like the brothers that do everything. Yeah. And I've worked with Matt a few times. Oh, cool. And I first time I met him, I'm thinking to myself like, oh my god, here comes Matt Bissonette. He's gonna be like super professional. He's gonna be this and that. Like I had this person, like this whole thing in my head. Yeah. This guy shows up. He's got like you know dad shorts on, a loose t-shirt, just this hat, just super happy you know just asking questions we were just like shooting the shit for like an hour mm-hmm. and then I play the song and he's just like writing charts while talking to me he was like the most down-to-earth nicest guy ever but you could tell how excited he was to just be playing that bass track
1: oh my gosh yeah
0: probably the tenth one that day yeah but like this guy's been doing it for how long and it hasn't even changed I'm like yet he's where he is and some people aren't hmm and I feel like the attitude that you have has a lot to do with the reason why a lot of people have been successful in this industry
1: well thank you I hope okay. so yeah I hope so too yeah <laughs> I hope there's a lot has more toys for you because <laughs> there's a lot of people who are in it for attention and are in it for money which I love money and yeah. I like to make money too Money's but great if that's why I was doing this I would still be doing it yeah like there's no because that's not, you start not a out you make, reason <laughs> you make zero dollars when you start out
0: Oh yeah. But it takes no, a long time it to make anything. It takes a
1: long time.
0: I mean, yeah. I even took up other things to make sure I could continue to do yeah, this.
1: Yeah, you have to for a while, you know.
0: I'm just too stubborn you know yeah. like, I was like if I'm gonna make money on this it's gonna have to be my way which mm-hmm. means that I'm gonna have to sacrifice more time which means that's gonna take longer so I'm gonna do other stuff so I can do things the way I want
1: exactly well that's that's a right attitude to have too
0: well I mean for me and then you know like people are like oh I'm not gonna do it it's too hard because I don't want to sell out I'm like I'm sorry but there's a, <laughs> there's a pretty fucking fine line like thick line between selling out and just like doing you know, having a career, yeah, it's a very, very big, yeah, lines like this thick,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. You can tell when people are genuine or not, pretty quickly, yeah.
0: especially in studios
1: you yeah, for real, it's like the
0: ultimate exposure
1: it really is like even mic. just when they walk in, you just <clears throat> you get a vibe
0: you get yeah, immediately,
1: yeah. You're like, okay, I know why you're here. It <laughs> so should be like a great way to like, uh,
0: to like decide who someone is, like put a microphone in front of their face. Yeah. So like, just sit with this for a minute. Talk yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. Very different. It is. Very different.
1: Yeah, it really is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, okay. So shit, you're doing all this voiceover work. You're singing, you're writing with artists. Um, have you written with any like, you know, big artists or is it more like the studios have these up and coming artists they want to develop? So you write with them.
1: Um, it's a little bit of both. I've, I've definitely met some big artists there, which has been cool. Um, oh, yeah. my favorite one recently, um, is a girl named Jillian and she is on, she was on a show on Disney channel and she's like 16 and she is so freaking talented, like wow. a really good voice. And what stood out to me about her, I don't normally like writing with like younger Not that I have something against younger people, but like, as far as artists, it's usually they don't know what they want yet, which is totally fine. Like, I didn't know what I wanted when I was 16 (laughs) either, but it's when somebody's coming in and it's like, it's not like a necessity for them and it's not their career. Whereas like, I'm coming in and like, this is my livelihood here. And so I want to put my heart into it and make it worth my while. Um, Excuse me. Anyway, all that to say, I don't normally like working with young artists, and with her, I, I absolutely love working with her because she's so talented. She genuinely loves music. She's an incredible singer, and she's decisive, and she isn't afraid to, like, say what she thinks and say if she likes something or she doesn't, and so it's been really cool to write with her. I, she's probably my favorite artist I'm working with right now. and
0: So a lot of it is, like, development too, then.
1: Yeah, a little bit.
0: And, I mean, I imagine mostly with the younger artists but mm-hmm. probably still with some older <laughs> yeah. artists so as a, like, someone that's consuming I mean, if they come to you and they bring you as a writer and you're considered the professional yeah. like a lot of that job is the artist development like getting them to a place where they can write
1: a little bit yeah
0: do you have like techniques that like you know like all right dealing with an artist these are things that you can try to get them to open up
1: yeah it depends on what they what their strengths are i kind of play off that so it's like if somebody comes in and they're a good singer, but they're not really a lyricist, then I'm like, okay, my job is to, but they're like maybe a good melody writer. So it's like, okay, my job is to like find their story. So Uh I'll be like, what did, like, what are you thinking about? Like what's going on in your life? And we like find something real to write about. And so I feel like it's almost like, a, it's just like hanging out. Like, it's almost like a first date co-writing is where you're just like- That's a much better way
0: to put it than babysitting.
1: Yeah, we <laughs> were talking about that earlier. Like,
0: mu- First date is much better. That's a much more positive. Well, outlook. when
1: you're with like a 12 year old, it kind of is like babysitting. Yeah,
0: do you work with 12 year olds? No,
1: hopefully not. Oh, I'm trying to think if I have. I think the youngest I've worked with is like 14.
0: How does I mean? Does that just like. It's the person that owns a studio or you know, brought someone in like, Hey, I want this kid to record something. Yeah, or.
1: sometimes it's that sometimes it's like just from being at studios and meeting producers out of there, it's like, Hey, I'm working with an artist, can you come in and like be a writer on this with them? Yeah. So it just depends. But so yeah, it's I think it's, it's just, just like 14. Yeah. <laughs> like what what's going on?
0: Well that's just crazy <clears throat> because it's like you're very much right in the sense like they don't really have much of a story to tell yet and if they do they haven't quite honed the skills yeah. to be like this is what i want to do and this is how i'm going to do it yeah and i'm
1: not saying that for all no 14 no, no. year olds because some are they yeah, know exactly prodigies. what they want and they're yeah. great and but i don't know I, I think it it takes time and it's not really my dream job to help a 14 year old find their calling in music like well, that's
0: what counselors are for isn't it yeah <laughs>
1: Or your mom.
0: <laughs> or your mom. <laughs> Beautifully said. Or your yeah. mom.
1: <laughs> yeah, but like I don't, I, I, don't want it to come off as like if you're young, you can't have a vision. Like I, I don't think that at all. And I'm I knew not when saying I was three. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. I like, it regardless of age. Like throw that out the window. I just want to work with people who love music and know what they want. and if you don't know what you want be open to other people's ideas well
0: that's that's a huge like killer i think in all creative any creative platform is indecisiveness
1: oh totally
0: and it's okay to change i think people need to realize that it's okay to change your mind you Mm -hmm. can change your mind and say i'm gonna change because i think this is better now but you have to make up your mind in the first place to change it yeah like you can't just not make a decision and then say fuck it i'm doing something totally different like that's quitting
1: it's very hard for it's creative people difference. to do that
0: yeah no i mean because we're always like you know in this sensitive and vulnerable mm-hmm. place like i'm you kidding know, i'm there all the time yeah you know i'm like i'm like an aggressive like outgoing person but i'm incredibly <laughs> sensitive i'm horribly sensitive yeah like I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not i'm very emotionless like i'm excited i'm very emotionless but i'm incredibly sensitive mm-hmm. so like yeah making decisions is really hard when it comes to something that's close to you totally but there's this, yeah, there's I mean, it's quitting. If you if you never make a decision, then you stop. That's quitting. If you make a decision to change your mind, that's changing your mind. Yeah, you know, that's so. a good
1: way to look at it. Because most people, um, if they like, oh, I'm like my single's not ready yet. Like I was, was going to release gonna it. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love that. Please continue. Yes, tell me. They're like, oh no, uh, actually, I'm putting it off three months. It's like that kind of. I never thought of it like that, but that is a form of quitting because it's like, yeah, you in your head you're putting it off and you're like oh I'm making it better but you anything you can make better like I release songs I'm like oh my gosh I would have done this 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 but I'm glad I released it because I learned from it and but just to not do anything and
0: so many people are
1: paralyzed by the fear of like it's not ready it's not good enough where you should have like enough of a balance to be like am I just like being overcritical of myself or like this is ready and it doesn't have to be perfect because it's art it it doesn't
0: well it's the same thing like when you're in the studio now when they say like you know, your ears are tired you got to step away and come back and listen to it tomorrow with fresh totally, ears yeah well it's the same thing it's like you've been working on something and you constantly say i can do it better it's like at some point you have to give it to another set of ears put it out there so yeah, it can grow totally so you can come and back and then you learn from that
1: even more like yeah. okay well this worked and this didn't and now let's make a write a better song like yeah i feel like artists at least for me like i get into this thing like this, this might be the best song I ever write. And so I better do it perfectly. And that's this. such a lie. Like such, you'll yeah. write better songs.
0: Well, you for me even getting better. Like I, I am an acoustic and you know, singing and it's really hard for me to like say, all right, I'm going to do, I'm, I've approached the music like multiple times just randomly. I never really followed through. And this time around, Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, you know what? I have the time, I have the ability. I was like, I'm just going to do unplugged everything. Mm -hmm. I don't care how bad I want to produce it. I'm going to do one guitar track and one vocal track. That's it. And that I'm going to release as many songs as I possibly can. I'm going to put them out there. I just started. I just, I literally yesterday morning finished mixing the first one. Nice. But like, my, I, and even mixing it, I was like, oh, I could totally harmonize that. Oh, I could just throw one more guitar. Yeah. Or what if I embellish it? Like, yeah, it might sound better, but the goal is I've set, I've set a boundary that says, I'm gonna do it this way mm-hmm. and put it out there so that I know that stuff is out there. So when I go back to like, you know, reproduce it or make it better yeah it's like got. it's like it's almost like the decision the decision has been made like i can make it better now i can change it right but if it never goes out there i'm just gonna sit there for months producing and then you it right
1: just get sad
0: yeah and next it, like, year, my is th- coming out next year <laughs> it's like what yeah Yeah. i'm just working and then, like on. five years later <laughs> my god it's like how many times have you heard that oh my release party literally has been postponed
1: <laughs> every, i haven't heard i just hear like oh my ep or my single is coming out so I'm like always like props to the people who are just cranking them out. I'm like yeah, just putting out content. Not, yeah,
0: just I mean like out. make
1: it good. Like I think quality over quantity, but like just do it.
0: Well, quality over it. quantity is like definitely like don't put out you know nonsense. Yeah. But like if you're gonna record, and you're gonna do it. Like do it right. Yeah. But don't sit there and dwell on what it could be for the next six months. Yeah. You know like if it if there's so much could be, maybe you shouldn't be recording it. That's true. Yeah,
1: you need to rethink that a little bit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So speaking of that, you do all the studio work. You work with other artists, and now you're trying to put your own music out.
1: I have done that a little bit
0: under your name, Is under, it just Kylie Deal. Under
1: my name, that's my it. name. Yeah.
0: So when did was this been like going on, or did this happen like after all like your experience with writing and other artists?
1: Yeah, it kind of happened after that. Um, I had just been writing with people and never wanted to be an artist and but I got to a point where I was writing so many songs and co-writing is fun but you don't fully get you're not fully in control of what you're creating because it's like you're writing with one two three other people there's a producer there's an engineer there's other people coming in and giving their opinion on it and it's it's really collaborative and awesome in that way but I just got to a point where um, I was friends with this guy who was a producer and like we were going to start writing stuff and he's like why don't we just do stuff for you and I was like okay (laughs) like why not and like let's just try it and so we uh, have done a couple songs and um, it's just it's just fun and it's just like another creative outlet for me to like okay this is mine and like I got to decide if I liked that bass line. Like, we didn't have to take a vote on it. It was like, yeah. any, you know, or just anything like that. So you're writing and the like,
0: melodies, the lyrics, performing um, it all? Kind of
1: co-writing some of it, too. Um, yeah.
0: But it's but you're the artist this I'm time.
1: the artist, yeah. How do you I like, like it? I, I like it. It's, it. I don't like self-promotion.
0: <laughs> that's, that is a downfall yeah. of a lot of like, people. I it's wish, a hard thing to accept.
1: I'm like, I wish I lived in the 80s when, like, you didn't have to post it on instagram and like be annoying about it
0: i post so much i hate it
1: i i hate I it hate i don't hate your i don't hate your no, stuff no no i don't know but, but that's the thing you hate it but like i enjoy seeing your
0: well it's like yeah i love i love people promoting their creative things yeah i love artists I but love the way musicians. it feels is
1: like oh it makes me feel i don't like it
0: because it's like who the fuck am i
1: <laughs> i don't to, like
0: it. force this down well you're throat. good
1: yeah and people are following you for a reason yeah, it's guess. like they can unfollow you if they want to. It's true. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't done that. Um, I like that. I released like three songs last year. Okay. And um, so I haven't been doing that recently as much, but I have new songs that I want to record and um, got a guy, another guy I'm working with and we're going to do, I don't want to say it now, but I, we're going to release an EP <laughs> 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 and it's coming out soon. <laughs>
0: so what do you guys have I a don't, date? No, we don't. don't.
1: Well, the thing he's really busy and I'm busy. And so it's hard. It's kind of just like a hobby we're not, EP at this point. It's literally, yeah, it's a, ho- like it's not, there's no date on it. And I wish there was, but realistically we just can't put a date on it because we don't even like, we don't know when we can work together yet,
0: but you're busy. on have like, had actual the meeting. music things.
1: Yeah. Which is great. And that's, so that's a he. fair
0: excuse. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty fair excuse.
1: So yeah, I want to, I want to do more of that, but it's just kind of finding the time and the right, people to do it with so. so
0: so your your voice is just everywhere at this point you're doing you <laughs> I mean, it's, it's amazing it really is impressive to me the fact that you as a vocalist because it's you know it's a very different instrument than holding a guitar or playing a bass mm-hmm. or you know it's your freaking voice yeah. and you're able to use it in so many different realms of the industry and it's incredible and now here you are saying I'm kind of digging being my own artist and writing my music so if you could if someone came up to you and said, I'm going to give you everything you want Ooh. for one of those things, you could be the top paid voice actor, you could be the top artist, or you could be the top, you know, anything you do, <clears throat> could you, could you choose one? And if you could, which one would it be?
1: That's so hard. It's so funny. I actually had a conversation about this with my dad a couple weeks ago, because I was like, I feel like I'm at a point where I'm... Sp- like I'm doing all these things and they're all really fun, but I'm spread super thin and I'd rather do like, I th- at, l- at least I think I'd rather do like, let's look at one thing and just like really dive into like whatever, it is, like voice acting or yeah. um session singing or songwriting or whatever. And like, I would rather, I think I would rather be successful at like one thing, but even though this is the time to experiment though. Absolutely. So I'm not complaining. I mean, if
0: you can and you yeah. have the ability and what you do go for it yeah but,
1: but um i just love songwriting
0: for yourself or for other people? i don't even care just song i just
1: love song like i love it i love writing the feeling of writing a song and people hearing it and touching people and oh yeah having it like being proud of lyrics that you wrote that's rock and that's roll, like I my think. favorite feeling that's rock and roll. yeah <laughs>
0: I say rock and roll a lot. Yeah, I don't actually good. mean like classic rock. Just rock and roll yeah. means like that's fucking awesome. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I say that's rock and roll and that's metal. Oh, There's that's two, a good one. They yeah, have different. Uh... I might,
1: I might steal one. Of th- that's fun. It's good. I might steal one of those.
0: Saying rock and roll just ev- it means it works for everything. Yeah, yeah. Plus, it feels natural.
1: It does. <laughs> yeah, it, it fits you.
0: So could you could you do a? Could you take your own music and perform in a full stadium? Does that sound? Could more... I do that? Well, well, not could. I don't like that. Would you do that or would you choose writing for that stadium artist? Like writing with them like, hey, they're going to perform your song. Oh,
1: man, I've never thought about that. So me performing at a stadium. Okay, well, yeah, obviously me performing at a stadium. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But why? Because you, you know, obviously songwriting is a big thing. And but your I, I,
1: would, I would love to write for artists too. Like, but I you like think all of you, it.
0: You can portray your song better than anyone else.
1: Yeah, I would say, I would think so. I love that. I would hope so. I love that attitude. I love it. I hope there's some artists who are great and can portray my songs well too. So.
0: Well, I mean, that's how most artists make a living. They are yeah. better at performing other people's songs. I mean, that's why yeah. I mean, writers and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I was kind of curious. I was like, I kind of like lured you into that one. Yeah. I was like, what did you gonna say? I like that. I'm very. Yeah, very I very mean, happy like, to hear that. Who
1: wouldn't want to get on stage and perform in front of a bunch of people?
0: So, I noticed this a lot, and. Yes. I mean, I'm trying to think of like a single part of the industry where I don't notice this, but anyone that's involved with writing or producing is like, eventually everyone Mm -hmm. kind of finds themselves where you are.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I'm recording my own music.
1: Yeah. What is that? Everyone.
0: Why do you think everyone seems to end up in that spot?
1: Because they get annoyed with people.
0: (laughs) You think that's the first first thing that comes by? Because they get annoyed with other people. I'm not going to disagree with that. Um. I'm not going to disagree with
1: that. (laughs) You know what I think? I think a lot of... This is... This is... Well, sorry. You're good. This was my experience. I think I deep down always wanted to do that and was too scared to admit it. And I think a lot of other people are like that. Wow. And so you can hide behind. Oh, I'm going to write for other people. I'm not an artist. But you secretly are writing in your bedroom, and you want to be. Yeah. For the most part, not everybody's like that. But I think a lot of people are like that. And also, when you, like, songwriting is a very it's so emotional and it's like it's deep like even like fun songs like that i for me it's like it's that's like it's it is exhausting in a good way but like i leave a session even if it's a fun song and i'm like i feel like emotionally drained numb yeah and people that's it's just personal and that like that's a way for people to express themselves and when you put in when you mix in like executive people in an office and you mix in like other co-writers and producers it's just like it's taking your sacred little thing and like like fixing it and like making it it. yeah tainting it and so I think people want to have a way at least for me to just be able to put it out and not feel like everyone has an opinion and is trying to change it
0: it's almost like we all start out pure with this deep love for creating and then we go down the route of everyone poking at it and eventually it's done being poked at and it's like, yeah. fuck it, I'm doing this myself.
1: And it's exhausting. And mm. sometimes it's great. Like that process can be really, really good. Like the collaborative process of it. Oh, jump, that's a collaboration. Song, I'm jumping all about, through all yeah. these hoops. But I think at the end of the day, people just want to write whatever they feel like and not have someone tell them that it's wrong.
0: So i think a lot of that comes with with the ability to know the balance yeah and someone in your position that's is now writing for herself writing you know like kylie deal songs Mm -hmm. and then getting called in the studio to write a song with this artist or for this artist there has to be some sort of balance with like how much emotion you're giving right yeah so do you are you able to be like are you totally aware of how much you're giving into each session or do you like sometimes slip up and just pour yourself into a session and not have enough for yourself
1: yeah. I, th- I think I'm still learning how to do that. I always think of songwriting as like this little like pearl inside of me yeah. <laughs> and like, if I have like a bad session or like, maybe I write with someone like I've never written with them and I write with them and you can tell they're just in it for the wrong reasons. And they're like, they're not writing honest lyrics. And it, it, it just feels like the little pearl gets like rattled yeah. and then it just takes time to like get back centered, centered. It, like it throws off my center of gravity wow if if i have a bad co-write I've, for a long time
0: don't take this the wrong way but i'm very happy that you're affected that because <laughs> it says a lot about you though because, oh, yeah. like, you are professional and stuff, but the fact that you're showing up and that's what you're giving to it, that's how precious it still is to you.
1: Is very precious to me.
0: That, I mean, that means the world to me as another musician, as another songwriter, as another artist. Like, that is what everyone needs to feel. Like, yeah. you need to be thrown off balance. You need to be threatened. You yeah. need to protect that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's amazing. I love that. So yeah. do you have something to help you get back centered after that?
1: Um. I'm still trying to figure it out. Like, normally, like, because I I was at a point where like a few years ago where like I was doing co-writes every day with people who didn't care about songwriting as much as I did and when I say that like that doesn't mean every time I go into the studio I'm writing this deep heartfelt lyrics it just means like I care about the lyrics and I want them to be honest and it like it feels like I'm giving a part of myself to whatever I'm doing and so when people don't feel the same that's it's like, we're not on the same page here and it's throwing me off and it's making me like a little upset. (laughs) Um, so I just have to limit, like, I think in the last few months, I've just been really careful about who I choose to write with. Hmm. And like, if there's somebody new, I, I usually am open to like, okay, like we can try one or two sessions, but if it's not working, I'm not afraid to say no anymore and no. just be like that because that's gonna ruin me and when i go home i can't write my own stuff and i can't enjoy it because i feel like it was like tainted yeah that's that's a good word to use
0: so I it's love just, that. it's
1: just like saying yes to the like there's certain people i write with and it's like every time i write with them i'm like yes like you appreciate this as much as i do and you're awesome and i love writing with you and it like it fills you like it'll either fill you or drain you based on who you're around so i want to be around people who fill me
0: yeah especially in the studio
1: yeah and you're you're with them for like six hours or whatever so it's like and it's emotional so it's like you have to work with people who who are on the same page
0: i mean if you can walk out of a six hour session and feel filled up yeah i mean that's it's so awesome that's like a superpower right there so awesome that's incredible that's
1: why i like songwriting
0: it's like what should be so draining ends up becoming the most like amplifying thing in the yeah. world.
1: Yeah. The best feeling is when you have like a song on loop for, cause you know, you're working and right. Like you have it on loop for like four hours and then you get in the car and you're like, I gotta listen to this again. Oh like this God, is so good. Yeah. That's the best. You kind
0: of like rediscover how much you love it Yeah, every you're hour. like, I got to
1: listen to it like while I'm driving now. Yeah. Like, okay, this is great.
0: Well, what is, isn't that the secret? That's how you know a song is going to be a hit if you can put it on the car, put it on and like drive to test. it. Car test. Car test is the test. greatest test in the yeah. world. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah if else? you
1: can't drive, which you would think you could drive to any song.
0: You can't you, drive to
1: song. No, you really can't.
0: And it doesn't necessarily need to be Not like a upbeat, ones. happy song, but you can put on like a soft, <gasps> acoustic, like emotion, even a, a fucking orchestra, like of, a, of a, you know, Musicians playing a song, any song, any genre, has to be drivable, and they all can it, be drivable. Yep,
1: they can. I don't know what that is. I think it's. I think it's, it's the just, idea of like having magical.
0: control of like a you know being in like such control and moving it moving that fast. Yeah. And then being surrounded by the music. Yeah. Like there's something that like triggers. You're moving. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Or like yeah, I don't know what it
0: is. Something that triggers the whole body mm-hmm. in the drive test. Yeah. Because it's like I mean, how much different is it than putting headphones? And like you know, you put headphones in and then you stand in front of big studio speakers, right? You can feel it's, the vibration. Right, right. You put that in a car, it's like all the different vibrations. It is.
1: Well anything sounds good loud. Not anything, but right. most things you blast it in a nice studio speaker, it's gonna oh sound God, pretty God. good.
0: That's why they have the dinner <laughs> button now. Right. Like, like, if,
1: <laughs> if you get in your car or even just on your phone. Like yeah. sometimes I'll like play it on my phone in my car. That's when you know yeah. you got a good one.
0: That's when you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'm gonna
1: Yeah. Like, don't use your car speakers. Yeah, just put the phone like, out of the, the your car. Like, put it on your phone. I like that. that. I'm going to really, use that. Mm-hmm.
0: Whoa, I'm doing that tonight. Mm, okay. I'm going to go for a drive.
1: Yeah, go for a drive.
0: Well, before I go for a drive and before we uh, <laughs> call it here, I want to know someone that's... I mean, I, I really, really, really love your story. I love the journey you're on and all the steps and the choices that you've been making and how genuine and true you're staying to it. Um, that being said... Do you, is there something that you would tell, like say, say I come up to you and I'm you know like 17, 18 years old and say I'm yeah. graduating high school in a few months and I want to be a singer. I want to go into the industry. I'm looking to write songs and be a performer, work in studios. What would you tell me? What is like one or two of the most important things I should know in your experience?
1: Um, <laughs> okay. I think the first thing I would say is be exactly who you are and don't try to fit in the mold of what you think people want you to be or what even you think that you're supposed to be hmm. just like be just be just be yourself and don't because people can tell when you're being fake oh yeah they can tell when you're trying to be something else and it doesn't work and like we don't need more of the same people <laughs> like we need you and you have something unique to say everybody does mm-hmm. you know so just Like, it's so simple, but like, don't try to be something that you're not and just do your thing. And I think the other thing would be, don't feel like, oh, and also going along with that, like everybody's path is different. So don't feel like just because this worked for somebody else that it's going to work for you because Mm -hmm. everybody's path is so different. And then I would say, especially if you're young, like go find like, a mentor or like a studio or somewhere where you can just like be around people who are doing it like don't feel mm. like you need to go to college <laughs>
0: to I didn't do go to that. college
1: yeah like I did it was good for me but like I learned way more in the studio than I ever did in college like it's it's a bubble and you don't need to do that if you can if you want to but you have to have your head screwed on right before you go in
0: <laughs> I like that <laughs> yeah so I that's love probably that. what I would say wow yeah some bold some, some heavy words <laughs> i like that no it's really I, I i pretty much ask almost every single guest uh regarding their like you know where they work or what they do what their creative path is you know mm-hmm. to share some advice for like an up-and-comer someone new starting yeah and i always love hearing what they have to say i feel like that was that was very that was inspiring for me personally oh
1: wow it's very Thanks. like
0: be authentic be just, just be yeah and be surrounded immerse yeah. yourself in it yeah, yeah. Well, Kylie, thank you so much for doing this.
1: Thank you, Hig. This is so fun. I hope
0: I can have you on again soon. I
1: know. That'd be really awesome.
0: Tackle some cool topics.
1: More cool topics. (laughs) Thank you so much. This is super fun. Thank you. You're awesome. Peace. Peace out.